Hello, everybody. This is Steve Hutto with Harvest Missions. I want to thank you for stopping by and joining me for this episode of my podcast. Before I get started, I just want to mention something about just quickly about Harvest Missions. I'd like to invite you to to visit our website at www.harvestmissions.org. You'll find out how we're reaching into India, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic. Once again, Harvest Missions uh, at www.harvestmissions.org. Now, I'm going to be looking for just a few minutes at uh, about the first six verses of Ephesians chapter 4, And I want to start by saying that the Apostle Paul here is talking to the church. He's not talking to non-believers, even though I'm sure this would apply, but he's talking to the church at Ephesus. So let's start with Ephesians 4, verse 1. Paul says, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling of with which you have been called. Now the word worthy simply means according to. He's saying, I implore you, I urge you to walk, and that means to tread all about. In other words, to, to live in a manner that is according to the calling, and that word from the original Greek means invitation, with which you have been invited or called. So let me read that again. Therefore I, Paul, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy or according to the calling or invitation with which you have been called or invited. So there is a manner that is commensurate to the calling upon a Christian's life. And what is that manner? Well, it goes on in verse number two of Ephesians chapter four, and he says, with all humility and gentleness with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. So in order to walk according to the call, we have to be humble. We have to walk in humility and gentleness. And I like the way that Paul put humility and gentleness together. If you're humble, you're going to be gentle. If you are heaped in pride or with pride, then you're not going to be gentle, but you're going to be harsh. So we as Christians, according to the call that we're called with, must walk in humility, and we'll talk about what that means in just a moment, and gentleness. But he continues, he says, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Now, we know what patience is. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. But he groups patience with tolerance. I like that. With patience, we walk with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. He's not saying we tolerate sin or we tolerate things that are an abomination to the Lord. He's saying, we're, he's talking about, again, uh, concerning you and me, my brother, my sister. He's talking to the church. We have to be patient with one another, showing tolerance to and for one another. You know, how much um, division and debating and arguing can we find on social media today over mainly politics and theology? You know, so many people outside of the kingdom of God 
are seeing the division and the the lack of showing love for one another and humility and gentleness right here in the body of Christ. And listen, y'all, that's not a good thing for the body of Christ. A lot of people would think, I don't want to be a part of that group or that body, if you will, if they're going to be at odds with one another over worldly things all the time, and even theological or scriptural things as well. So in order to walk in a manner that's according to the call, remember, we're called out of darkness into his marvelous light for the purpose of declaring his praises and his excellencies to a lost and dying world. And we're called out of darkness in order to walk in humility, gentleness, and patience, showing forbearance for each other. Man, I'm telling you, Jesus said they'll know that we're Christians by the love that we have for one another. So let me say this one more time, that Paul is talking to the church here. He's not talking to non-Christians He's talking to the church. Now, let's go on. Philipp- well, let me just throw this in. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Paul says this also to Christians. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but, here we go, with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Man, that's so unlike so many Christians today. And I, my thing is, let's... Lord, send revival, change our hearts, bring us back to the the love that we used to walk in and show to one another in order to win the world. I mean, that's why we're on this earth to begin with. But he says, but with humility of mind, he's talking to the church, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Verse 4 of Philippians chapter 2, do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Now, another uh, verse I want to throw in here, Romans chapter 12, verse 10, where Paul again says this to the church, the Roman, uh, the, the Roman Christians in Rome. He says, be, de- be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Now, listen to this last part of this, this verse. Give preference to one another in honor. In other words, honor people by preferring them over yourself. Man, <laughs> we need that, y'all. And we're not going to walk in love until we until we get back into walking in humility and, and bearing with and tolerating one another and being gentle with each other. So now, back to Ephesians. Let's look at verse 3 of chapter 4. Paul says, as he continues, "...and being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace." Listen, since Jesus went back to the right hand of the Father and on the day of Pentecost sent forth the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God was poured out on all flesh, meaning whoever would call upon the name of the Lord could be saved, ever since that time, the Spirit of God has been within the church that he established and he has formed a bond or a a unity, if you will, and that's what Paul says, of himself. In other words, the glue that brings the church together and keeps the church together is the Holy Spirit. And he says, we, if we're going to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which we've been called, we have to be diligent. 
We have to be earnest. We have to be serious. And uh, it, it could also mean we have to go out of our way in order to preserve. We know what that means to save in many cases, to restore, to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Instead of looking for things you can argue over, instead of trying to split theological hairs, you know, we members of the church need to be diligent. We need to be dogmatic. We need to be serious about preserving the unity of the Holy Spirit, which is, again, the glue, the adhesive that binds the church together. Now, Paul, he nails it with this in verses 5 and 6 of Ephesians chapter 4. He says, there is one body and one spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling. Key word here is one. Verse 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Again, one is crucial here. There's one body. And we're baptized into one body of Jesus Christ by one spirit. But let me tell you, you know, my pastor used to say anything with two heads, talking about an organization or whatever, anything with two heads is a monster. Well, think about Anything with two bodies, that's weird. That's not normal. And so if you and I agree theologically on some things or, po- or politically on some things, and we set aside the key things like Jesus Christ and him crucified, then it's almost as if we believe we're acting like at least we're members of different bodies. But that's not true. That makes a mockery of what Jesus did. We're all members of the same body. One is the key, one body, one spirit, one hope of your calling, one calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. So true revival, what is it? We all want revival. I'm praying for revival. I want revival in me. But true revival is when the church, when followers of Jesus take these things to heart and begin to apply them and live by them. Again, this is Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 6. Check it out, study it, memorize some of these verses, and apply them in your life. Once again, visit our website, harvestmissions.org, and check us out and see what we're doing in India, Honduras, and also in the Dominican Republic. Thanks so much for joining me on my podcast today. God bless you. Have a great day. I love you. Bye-bye.